Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome to Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, and I am the pastor at Chandler Acres Church in Bellevue, Nebraska, and I am so thankful that you are listening to this podcast today, and and as I'm kind of reflecting on things, I'm just so uh, grateful, and it's such an honor uh, to have listeners like you listening and supporting uh, this podcast weekly, and I just want to thank you for the things that you're doing in your life, and and blessing me uh, with an opportunity to share God's word. And so uh, today we're in week number four of our series uh, called A Way Out. Uh, we're going to finish up our series. It's the final week. And and so if you were just joining us this week, uh, for the past several weeks, we've been talking about the power of God to help us overcome addictions. And almost all of us battle at one level or another with some unwanted behavior Uh, often something that's plagued us maybe for our whole life, maybe even been in our family for generations. Uh, And the key verse that we've been looking at every single week is is so full uh, of much hope, and and it builds so much faith. And so I would like to start there again today. It comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, and here's what it says. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And think about that. That's such an amazing promise. You know, our God is faithful and and he will always give you a way out. No matter what you are facing, no matter how deep the claws have set into you, our God is faithful and he will always give you a way way out of temptation. Today, as we wrap up this this series, I, I want to tell you a story uh, to kind of set the tone, and it's actually a story I've I've told on our podcast before, but but I really think it sets up this principle today, and and so I'm gonna, I'm going to share it again. It is about when I was in high school, we worked out all the time, you know, for the sports that we played, and our coach made us work with the same partner all the time, and my partner was Miguel or Paco as we called him, and and one day we decided to do ridiculously high reps and at a very low weight just to burn out our muscles. And and it was the end of our, I think our chest day or something like that. And we had done this, this full workout and, and we just took the bar and decided to do just reps until we couldn't do them anymore. You know, it's a 45 pound bar with no weights and, and we're bench pressing this. We're looking ridiculous to anyone who looks on and the first 20 or so are, are pretty easy. You know, it's actually not even funny how easy they really were. But after we get to about 25 to 30, the lactic acid begins to set in and, and our muscles start to shake and, and my body, it, it just feels like it's on fire. You know, and of course I'm doing uh, these reps and, and I'm looking ridiculous, like I said, and I get to about 45 or 50 or so and and I'm shaking. I'm just literally shaking as I'm pushing the bar up. And, and so Paco gets over me and he grabs the bar and he just starts helping me just a little bit. 
and he's screaming, come on, Paco, come on, Paco. And, and in case you're wondering, he called everyone Paco because I think we called him Paco and it was really confusing. But, but anyway, we're both yelling Paco, you know, and it's, it's kind of, kind of crazy, but, but he's yelling, there's more in you. He's like, come on, Paco, come on. And everybody's looking on and, and they're asking, why is this guy struggling with just the bar? And well, finally, I couldn't do it by myself until he's helping me. And he goes, it's all you. And, and I say, it's not all me. It's a lot you. But he says, it's all you. Come on, Paco. Come on. Well, finally, I just gave out and I just let go. And, but he continued to lift it. And he's, it's all you. It's all you. And, and he got in another four or five reps telling me it was all me. And I'm not even really touching the bar and when it was all about him. The reality is you can be strong for a while. You know, you can be strong for a season. You can have the ability to withstand some temptations for a little while. Eventually, though, if it, if it keeps coming and you're not prepared and you're not prayed up and ready, you find yourself at a moment of weakness and, and end up doing something that you didn't want to do. And over time, you seem to become consistently weak to some of the same things. And we ask ourselves, why am I so weak? If anybody messes up, they're going to say something along the lines of, I didn't want to gamble again. You know, I, I know I get into trouble when I gamble, but I just felt so weak. I didn't want to look again, and I prayed, and I didn't want to look at that thing that I'm not supposed to be looking at, but at that moment, I just felt so weak. Or I'm trying to eat better, and there it was. It was homemade and chocolate layers, and strawberry stuff, and all the other toppings, and everything, and, and I didn't want to eat it at all, but I just felt so weak. Why is it that our spirit can be willing, but our flesh so weak? The reason that we're often so weak is because we are not bonded with what makes us strong. You know, I'm going to say that again because I really want that to set in for you. We're often weak because we haven't bonded with what makes us strong. We're weak and vulnerable because we're not abiding by the vine where we get the spiritual strength so we can produce fruit that is not of our own power, but it is by the power of the Holy Spirit within us. We are, we're often weak because we haven't bonded with that what makes us strong. To illustrate this, I came across a, a really interesting study done by a guy uh, by the name of uh, Bruce Alexander. He was a professor of psychology in Vancouver, and he did a study on addiction by taking rats and putting them in a cage with water, just regular water, and then a second bottle of water filled with either cocaine or heroin in the water. And he wanted to study what the rats drank, okay? So inevitably, the rats ended up getting addicted to the chemical-laced water, and, and 100% of the rats overdosed, 100% of them. And he said this, the conclusion is, that we are chemically biased towards certain things. And the neurological brainwaves make us more vulnerable to this or to that or to the other. And we are going to be just naturally more addicted. We all know that science has proven that to some degree. That's, that's really true. Then he took a step back and he said, wait a minute. All I did was give them two choices. Regular water and this chemical-infused water. 
you know, I didn't give them anything else to, to bond with. And so what he did is he created what he called Rat Park or, or Disneyland for mice, okay? He put little balls that rats like to play with in there. He put tunnels and he put spinny things. He put cheese everywhere. And if it was a male rat going into the cage, he blessed the male rat with a female rat and vice versa, okay? He did all this fun stuff and then left the regular water with the chemical-laced water. When the previous study, 100% of the rats overdosed. In Rat Park, not one single rat overdosed on the chemical-infused water. Suddenly he had what then he considered to be a, a breakthrough on the study of addictions, which is when we do not bond with what makes us strong, we are incredibly vulnerable to the wrong desires that we have. On the other hand, when we are bonding with those things that make us healthy, when we are bonded with those things that make us strong, we are incredibly more resistant to the addictions that take so many of us down. And I don't care what it is that you're addicted to, because I have my issues, believe me. And when I tell you there are those things, anytime I'm more vulnerable to what my flesh desires, it, it's because I'm less connected to what makes me strong. We studied last week that whatever you feed grows and whatever you starve dies. We, we talked a little bit about starving our, our fleshly nature. Well, today I want to talk about feeding our, our spirit nature. I want my spirit to be connected to that which makes me strong, right? Because I know my flesh is weak and vulnerable. I also know that I can be strong for a little while, but, but after resisting and resisting, there's going to be a moment, perhaps when, when I'm not as strong as, as I was, and, and weakness sets in. I want spiritually to be at my best. I want spiritually to be connected to the one who makes me strong because the one who makes me strong always gives me a way out, right? So how do we feed our spirit and become strongly spiritually so we can withstand the weaker moments of our flesh? Well, I want to talk to you today about three things, okay? Admittedly, if you're not a Jesus follower, you're going to hear these things and go, you're, you're wasting your time, Pastor Dan. And quite honestly, if, if you're not a Jesus follower, this probably is a radical waste of time and, and, and completely stupid for you. But if you are, though, a, a committed follower of Jesus, you would have to agree that doing these three things, they are, they are absolutely essential for your spiritual strength and for your survival. But here's the ground rules, okay? I'm going, I'm going to only ask you to choose one of the three as your area of focus, okay? One of the three. Because I don't want you working on all three because you're not going to work on any if you work on all three. So I, I want you to think about one of these as we go. You know, And the question is, which one area of focus is the place that you need to most pursue God to connect with him, okay? And why do I want you to focus on that? So you can be spiritually strong and able to withstand weaker moments of the flesh, all right? So how do we feed our spirit to be spiritually strong? Three things. The first, if you're if you're kind of taking notes in your head, we're going to feed our spirits with prayer, okay? We're going to feed our spirits with prayer. Why? Because just like exercise makes the body strong, prayer makes the spirit strong, okay? I'm going to say that again to kind of soak that in, okay? Just like exercise strengthens your body, prayer strengthens your spirit. In fact, look at what Jesus says in, in Matthew 26. I, I love this verse, okay? It's Matthew 26, verse 41. Here's what it says. He says, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He says, watch and pray. 
When Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, he said, hey, pray this, okay? Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me. Set me free from evil. See, prayer is a great weapon against temptation that strengthens your spirit. Watch and pray that you do not fall into temptation. Those words are, are very important. Okay, fall into temptation. What did you do? Well, I fell into sin or I, I fell into immorality. No one ever says, I fell into righteousness, do they? Okay, have you ever heard anyone say that or anyone say this? I was going, going along, you know, and I, and I tripped up and I became holy. Well, how did that happen? No idea. It was amazing though. I nearly face planted and I'm so righteous. I can barely live with myself now. It's amazing. That doesn't happen. You trip and fall into temptation, but righteousness is only through an intentional pursuit of the goodness of God. Watch and pray so that you can so that you do not fall into temptation. Jesus said this when he was in a place known as the Garden of Gethsemane. And this was right before he was going to be going to the cross to give his life. And and he knew what was coming. And and right after he said, If you're weak, pray, you know what he did? He felt weak, and so he prayed. And he went to God, and he said, God, if there's any other way, remove this cup from me. What was he saying? It was, it was basically a picture of the cup of suffering that he knew the physical torture that he would endure. And he's saying, if there's any other way, God, any other way, let's do it that way. Then he prayed perhaps, perhaps the, the greatest prayer of submission. He said, nevertheless, God, not my will but your will be done. Remember week number two, I talked about my prayer of submission. And when I'm not submitted to God, I'm more vulnerable to temptation. You know, I submit today my whole life to you that I would be used to lift up your name in every way and all I do. Today, I submit myself to you. Remember that? It's strengthened in prayer. And I don't know what this will look like for you, but maybe your prayer is this. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. God, make Christ in me be stronger than the wrong appetites in me. God, may you always give me a way out. Prayer doesn't have to be where you're down on your knees and, 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 and hands. and it, it could be a shotgun prayer, you know. In a moment, you, know, you can say, God, help me, lead me, empower me. God, give me a way out. Just, just pray, guys. Pray, pray, pray. And some of you listening, it is one little prayer and you're done. And then you go back and watch social media the rest of the time and, and you never pray again. Or some of you, it's your prayer life is, is so inconsistent, it's sporadic, and that's not focused towards God. Some of you listening right now, you know you need to build your prayer life. Strengthen your spirit in prayer. The second thing I want to I bring up to you is you need to feed your spirit with God's word. You need to feed your spirit with God's word. I love the question that David asks in, in Psalm 119. You're going you're gonna to love this, okay? Psalm 119, uh, we're going to start with verse 9. Here's what it says. He says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? And he says, by living according to your word. What a great question, right? How can a young person stay on the path of purity? And he didn't answer it by saying, by living according to whatever culture says is cool and fun, or, or he didn't say by living according to what all your friends are doing, and he definitely didn't say by living according to what you see and read on every social media site. No, he says, by living according to your word. 
And then he goes on, look at verse 10. He says, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. And then verse 11, he says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. He said, I've hidden your word in my heart, the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. There was nothing that was made that was not made through him. In him was life, and in the life is the light of the world, and darkness is not overcome it. The word of God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We've seen the glory of God through the Father, through Jesus Christ, who, who came full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the word, and the word of God is living. It's active. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. When we talk about the armor of God, the word is the only offensive weapon. The helmet is defensive. The, the shield is defensive. The breastplate of righteousness is defensive. The belt holds up your britches. You know, it also does some other things, and, and that's really important. The shoes are prepared with the gospel. The only offensive weapon we have is the word of God. This is how Jesus fought back against the attacks and temptations of Satan after fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. When, when the evil one said to Jesus, why don't you turn these stones into bread? And, and Jesus said, no, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And Satan says, why don't you throw yourself off this building and let the angels catch you? And Jesus said, no, it is written, man shall not put the Lord thy God to test. And Satan says, well, well, why don't you bow down and worship me? And Jesus says, no, it is written, I will worship the Lord my God and serve him only. You hide his word in your heart so you will not sin against him. And, and people say all the time, well, I'm not good at memorizing. And I'm going to tell you, don't give me that because most of you, you know every single line to every song in the new Taylor Swift album or whatever album you're listening to, and you will dance with it and everything. You will memorize what is important to you. That's what you'll do. You'll memorize whatever is important to you. You feed yourself on the word, and just as food strengthens your body, the living bread, the word of God, strengthens your spirit. Every now and then, you're going to be tempted. And if you know God's word, it is written, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and by the words of my testimony. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I can do all things through him who gives me strength and my God is faithful. He will not let me be tempted beyond what I can bear. But every time I am tempted, my God will always give me a way out. You know, I'm kind of right now finding the button, that hyper grace button that I talked about a couple of weeks ago. I will find the way out. Some of you, your way out, it's, it's feeding on the bread of life. And, and there's no excuse. Because listen, some of you are using a device right now to listen to this podcast. It's on your phone. There's a Bible on your phone. It's with you whenever you're on the throne, if you know what I mean. Okay, All the time, everywhere, that phone goes with you. All the time, everywhere. Anywhere you go, it's always there. And you can say, well, I don't read. Well, guess what? There's a Bible app out there that, that you can actually listen to the Bible app, reading it to you. This is the same as way as you are basically listening to this podcast now. You hit the play button, and it's going to play back to you. You strengthen yourself in God's word. It is living bread. It is the bread of life. It strengthens you spiritually. 
it transforms your mind. It takes the trash of this world out, and it replaces it with the eternal truth of God. It strengthens you spiritually. You need it. It is written. It is your sword. It is your offensive weapon. Some of you are trying to live a victorious Christian life without an offensive weapon. You need to feed on his word. It'll strengthen you spiritually, and you can fight back against the attacks of the evil one. So what are we going to do? We're not just going to be physically in shape. We're spiritually strong. Our spirit person is growing in faith, and, and God's word is renewing our minds. Okay? We're intimate with him in prayer. The third thing we're going to do, is, if you're paying attention, is we're going to feed our spirit with the right people. Okay, we're going to feed our spirit with the right people. I want to go back to 1 Corinthians, okay, chapter 15 this time. Okay? So if you can, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 if you're able to. Otherwise, just listen. Here's what it says, verse 33 and 34. It says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning, for there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. See, Paul was very direct. He's not pulling any punches here. He's not being politically correct at all. He says, don't be misled. In other words, he is saying, do not be misled. It's very easy to be misled. Some of you right now, you are being misled by believing the people you are hanging with are not impacting your lives. The reality is they're taking you down spiritually. He says, do not be misled. And we have to understand this. Being around the wrong people never helps you do the right thing. Okay, Let me say that again. Being around the wrong people never helps you do the right thing. And quite honestly, some of you may need some friendship upgrades. You don't need to go to them and say, sorry, you don't make the cut. I'm upgrading you for somebody else. But the truth is, you may have to do that at some point. In other words, if you're overcoming an alcohol addiction, okay, you're not going out Friday night with the same old group to the bar. Okay? You got to get some different friends. If you're overcoming a sugar addiction, you're not going to the small group at the donut store with those same people. We need to change our friendships. I tell you why so many people get in trouble. It's because sin grows best in the dark. There's something about when there's someone that you can go to immediately and say, here's what I almost did. Here's what I'm thinking about. Here's what happened. And someone who loves you enough to say, you know what? That's twice in the last three months. Let's make a change in how we're handling things. Or someone who is going to say, you know what? I'm not going to judge you, but let's deal with this severely, okay? Or someone who cares enough to bring in the name of Jesus. We're not going to go back there. God has something better for you, and let's take it a step up. There's some of you right now, you are lacking the depth of real spiritual community. It's one of the reasons why we at our church do life groups, because we need each other. Because listen, the church is not something we go to. We need to get over that. It's not about the building. It's about the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. We are family. We are vulnerable with each other. When we come together, we're strengthened as we worship together. We are strengthened when we open up and we care for one another in, the, in circles and pour out our lives out. Okay, We're strengthened when we do life together. No temptation has seized you except what is common to mankind. And we are all crazy vulnerable. We are a couple of moments away from doing things that are totally destructive. 
No temptation has seized us except what is common to mankind. And here's the deal. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. No matter what it is, no matter how big it seems, when you are tempted, our God will give you a way out. Well, why do we not take the way out more often? Because we are weak. And why are we so weak? Because we're not connected and bonded with what makes us strong. The reality is, when we're in Rat Park, when we're doing life God's way, when we're bonded with his people, when we're strengthened in prayer, when we're feeding on his word, then when we're weak, which is all the time, his strength is made perfect through us. Our God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And the good news is this. Our God will always, always give you a way out. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Venture Podcast. That concludes our our series on A Way Out. So I'm hoping you'll join us next week as we begin a new series called Love and Hate. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcasts or would like to support this ministry, please visit our website at www.chandleracreschurch.com.